Hi, my name is Benala Sarami. I'm the host to the Pharmacogenomics for Pharmacists podcast on one of the largest pharmacy podcast network. When I was a student in pharmacy school, I was doing research with Washington University, going to people's homes that are age over 65 who are homebound, looking at all their medications. And I realized all these patients are on the same medications, but they have different side effects or advantages to them. So when I stumbled upon pharmacogenomics, I realized that was the missing piece of why everyone was acting different with the medication. It's all the genetic. So I'm a pharmacogenomics coach and I'm also a medical science liaison for a pharmacogenomics company. I create content on pharmacogenomics, educating providers and sales rep to provide more information on the value of pharmacogenomics and implementation of that piece. If you're looking for a pharmacogenomics coach, I can be reached on LinkedIn and also to listen on PGX for Pharmacists podcasts on Apple, Spotify and all the social media platforms as well. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Public Health Pharmacist Podcast with Dr. Christina Madison. Dr. Madison's mission is focused on spreading knowledge about public health to create better communities. The Public Health Pharmacist is a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hey guys, it's Dr. Christina Madison, also known as the Public Health Pharmacist. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Public Health Pharmacist Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I have another incredible guest with me here today, another Christina, who I absolutely adore and love, um, Dr. Christina Tarantola. Um, and I, I can't even tell you how just inspiring and amazing um, this phenomenal pharmacist is. And not only is she a pharmacist, but she does so many other things and just being able to shine your light so bright so that others can um, be inspired and do great things. So without further ado, do you want to go ahead and give us a little introduction before we dive into some questions I have for you today? Yes, absolutely. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. I am, I'm so grateful to be here with you. And we are, we are the Christine, the Christina show here with on the pharmacy podcast network. <laughs> I love it. So giving a little shout out to Todd because I love Todd too. And, and that's part of the reason why we're here indirectly. But um, so for those of you who don't know me, I am a I was a pharmacist. I'm still licensed, but I have left pharmacy and have since grown my transformation coaching and business coaching and really have a heart and a passion for women and female entrepreneurs who are experiencing self-sabotage and blocks in their life. And they're in this vicious cycle, but they don't know how to break that cycle. And so they're stuck in these lower levels of fear and staying in your comfort zone when you know in your heart you have so much more potential of how you want to be showing up in the world and so I do a lot with subconscious programming and helping you to break some of those patterns that have been developed from birth to age seven and typically we carry those patterns into adulthood so that's really my passion and my specialty and it's because of the things that I've been through with eating disorders and 
with attracting narcissistic men into my life and, and having my own vicious cycles is, you know, the real reason why I do this work, because I know what it's like to feel stuck, frustrated, and in these really um, low levels of shame, guilt, fear to help you ascend into and elevate your reality so that you can amplify your income and impact. So I primarily work with um, female pharmacists, but I also help other women too, but you know, pharmacists are really my, my, my heart. And so that's what I do. And I'll describe a little bit more about that as we go through the conversation, but I'm just really excited to be here and to share some of that light and some of, of my magic with, with your audience. So thank you. Absolutely. Amen to that. Right. I feel like as women, um, oftentimes we are, you know, we're not able to share our gifts because of this, you know, misconception that we somehow have to act more like a man to succeed in, you know, more male dominated professions. And obviously we know that, you know, females are, you know, a majority of the pharmacy workforce now, right? Like not just pharmacists, but also pharmacy technicians. And so, you know, one thing that I have realized in particular during this pandemic is how difficult being in the workforce has been for women for, for a variety of reasons. Ultimately, um, I think the work that you're doing is, you know, is so needed um, because we're seeing, you know, people reevaluate why they're at a job that they're at, right? And so um, I think uh, the, the term that's been coined now is the great resignation, right? So you're seeing all these people, you know, leave their job because they've decided, uh, you know, that they don't want to be somewhere that either doesn't give them joy or doesn't motivate or, or make them, you know, want to go to work and feel like they can help people. So I guess my first question for you would be, how do we how do we prioritize ourselves so that we can do our best when we're at our jobs, right? And, and again, we obviously want to take care of others more than we typically want to take care of ourselves. And so how do we give ourselves permission to do self-care, right? I think that's a yeah. huge thing. Yeah. So first I want to just reflect on what you said with the great resignation. I see it from a perspective of the great awakening. So this okay. pandemic offered us the opportunity because we were literally quarantined and we had to be with ourselves. It, a lot of people I think are waking up to the fact that they haven't been happy for years at this job. So I see it as a shift in consciousness and awakening to the power that's always been there. And it's been that seed of Mm, like, you know, your intuition is saying to you that it's that small voice inside that's saying like, I know that I'm meant for more. I know I want to be doing this thing, but we've been so comfortable in the roles, the traditional roles of pharmacy, just, you know, using pharmacists as an example, that it's often really uncomfortable to put yourself out there to stretch your comfort zone. And that's really my um, zone of genius is helping people because we have these these barriers and these blocks that show up whenever we're stretching our comfort zone and going out and doing something different. So it could be, you know, you'll hear me say the word blocks a lot. It could be unworthiness of now you're going from being a pharmacist to getting a paycheck every two weeks to now having to go and, you know, pitch your services to somebody and enroll them in a program. It's two very different ways of being. And so you're, when you're going through the transformation work, 
and, and it is part of self-care, which is what you're saying. I see it on an even deeper level of releasing a lot of these blocks that are keeping you anchored to your old identity of like, this is who I have to be. And this is how I have to show up because it's acceptable and kind of staying in that metaphorical box of this is what's appropriate. Because if you think about the conditioning that we've had, even in starting from or you know early on you had to raise your hand to go to the bathroom you had to ask for permission like i love that you use that word you have to ask for permission to do certain things and we've been ingrained like oh i have to ask first before i do and so it's breaking down those barriers to be able to have freedom of self-expression of putting your frequency putting your energy out into the world and using your soul gifts so it starts with self-care yes and on an even deeper level it's it's helping you to get to know who you truly are what is your true essence what is it that you were made for and helping to start to take care of your physical body and your mental health because a lot of us are so outwardly focused on helping our patients which is great and you and i had just talked about this and it's also that inner transformation of, you know, what is, what is actually the barrier of me not taking care of myself? Is it that I feel guilty whenever I am going to get a massage and it's like, I can't spend money on myself. You know, that's the programming I had. I can really relate to that. Um, so there's all of these mental blocks that actually can prevent us from taking care of ourselves, nourishing ourselves, and therefore impacting every area of our lives. So it shows up in your relationships, it shows up in work and, you know, with your patients, maybe you're burnt out and you're not, you don't have that energy to be able to serve those people. It all comes back to the relationship with self. So I think that's really what, what the work is that, that I do with women. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it goes back to that thought process that you have to get, you know, you know, comfortable with being uncomfortable, because yeah. when you're uncomfortable, that's when you grow, right? And, and understanding that, you know, a lot of our societal constructs make it difficult, in particular for women, and I can, you know, speak to this as a woman of color, that we're somehow supposed to be stronger or not have to, you know, um, take assistance, right? Like being okay with asking for help and, yeah. you know, raising our hands when things are not okay, right? Like it's okay to not be okay, right? You know, we just saw that with Simone Biles at the Olympics, right? She, she raised her hand and she said, I'm not okay. And even though she had no physical injuries, she knew that if she went back out and competed at that mindset, she would not do well and potentially could have, you know, detrimentally injured herself. Yeah. Right. And so I think that, you know, the more we have this conversation, the more that we're bringing it up, uh, the easier it is for people who fear talking about themselves, their mental health and their self-care feel like they have a license to do so. Right. Absolutely. Um, something just came across for me as you were talking and then I just lost it. So, oh, dis the disconnection. So I love that you brought that up because that is her being connected to herself. And so right. when we go through trauma and we have experiences early on in our life, 
whether it's anything from a miscarriage to a divorce to growing up with a, a divorce, um, you know, a split family or you know, dealing with racism, all of those things, all of those experiences shape how we react to the world. So when you were talking about, um, you know, like feeling like we need to be masculine because that's a defense, like, well, I need to prove myself. That is all part of the resistance that needs to be released in order to show up as your true self and to really be connected with who you are. Because when you do that, you are so powerful. So it's, it's going through like that pain of experiencing that. And, you know, what, what are the things that you're still holding on to from the past that are affecting your nervous system and affecting the fact that why are you staying in an environment that is maybe not healthy? Like, I know for me, I'm just going to speak, like, just speak candidly. When I was a pharmacist, I was, you know, we get certain rights taken away from us. And I know like some people might have polarized opinions about this, but I truly believe we need to have breaks. Like as a human being, you need yes. breaks, <laughs> you know? And so when I was like, I was working 12 hour shifts and you don't have a break. So why, like part of my, you know, part of me, you know, I've grown up in an abusive household and I think that continued to be in pharmacy and to be in this environment where it's like my human rights are taken away. I'm in an abusive environment where I'm expected to go, go, go and to perform and do it all perfectly. Like I'm not going to plug into that anymore. And so that's part of, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about toxic work environments and all of that, you know, you can shift that. And the more that you connect to yourself and what's true for you and you go through this transformation work and healing, it's like, I don't want to plug into that anymore. I want to do what my soul purpose is on this planet. So I feel like all of this kind of ties into what you're, you're talking about. And it's really all coming back to connection with self. The more you know yourself, the less BS you're going to tolerate, the more self-worth you're going to have. It all really trickles into every area of your life. So yeah, I, I feel like that really resonates with me. Um, and, you know, and I'll be honest with you, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, when we were in the shutdown and, uh, you know, I'm a very social person. I live in Las Vegas. There's yeah. always something to do every night of the week. Um, you know, so I had sort of like my professional persona and then I kind of had like my, you know, my personal persona where like I have like friends that are in the entertainment industry and, you know, you know, do the nightlife scene. And, and it was so challenging for me in the beginning, because as someone who's very sociable and really feeds off of, you know, that connection and being around others, it was really hard for me, um, to, to not be able to be around other people. Um, and then also as a teacher, Right. Because I, I, I think when I think about being um, in academia, you know, you're really just a performer. Right. But you're a performer in a different way. Yeah. Right. And so like for me, like that's always been sort of my, you know, my background. Like I, I was a professional cheerleader before I went to pharmacy school. So like for me, like not having that ability to perform right in front of a crowd and to get that love from the crowd, mm. AKA my students in the classroom, right. it was really hard. And so I think one of the things that really helped me to feel more grounded was this call for service, 
right? And call to, to help others. And I feel like that's really why I've gravitated towards um, more things related to public health, because it's that call to service to help others and to really feel like you're making an impact. And when everything else was crazy and everything was like going topsy-turvy, I knew that I could, you know, help my fellow pharmacists and former students that were working in pharmacies and didn't have access to masks. Like I had this former colleague of mine that reached out to me. Her mom lived here and she was making handmade masks. And she was like, I'm making the masks, but I don't know who needs them. Can you help me get them out? And so like I was meeting her in parking lots and we were exchanging things through like, you know, car windows and yeah. like that that kept me grounded because i just felt so lost like i felt like i didn't know what was going on i didn't know what was happening and i really felt like i had no purpose and so you know coming back to that like what fills your cup up what gives you joy i think that we all need to make that you know that that a, a need and not just a want right yeah. So this difference between needing something and wanting something, right? Like it's a need, it's, it's a, you know, a vital part of who we are and, you know, how we show up in the world. Right. Yeah. And from what you were just saying, like what grounds you is feeling connected to something and being connected to a purpose. So I really love that you highlighted that it's, and I, I look at your scene behind you and I just think nature and grounding and that, that's immediately where my intuition goes. So I love that you're surrounded with that. This is my my soundproof booth inside my co-work space. Beautiful. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it has dual purposes, but yeah, I mean, I think your aesthetic also really helps as well. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, we have other colleagues that do other things within their professional life, you know, like Jessica Louie, you know, and her, her wanting to con Marie everything. Right. You know, and I do think that there is something to that when your physical space is not inviting, it does directly impact your mental health and your ability to, um, you know, to feel well. Right. And so, sometimes it's, it's, it's not just even cleaning out like the cobwebs up here, right. In your mind, but it's your physical space as well, because that directly impacts your ability to be productive and to feel like you're, you know, able to work. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I decorated my office. There's some some gold. There's uh, some new stuff that I got. I have crystals in here back there. Yeah. My candle, I have, um, start each day with a grateful heart. So I completely, I mean, everything is energy. So yeah, your physical space is very much like I have affirmations behind me. So I, I totally agree with that. Yep. Yes. And the lovely gift that you sent me with affirmations and, um, it's, it's a a wall art with all kinds of lovely sayings in it about being grateful and gratitude and thankfulness. And so, yeah, those kinds of things, it really does go a long way. So I do have a couple other questions for you. So I know, um, you know, some people who are listening may not know, you know, what your services are. So like what, 
what things do you provide? Obviously, you said you work primarily with women and women pharmacists, but really it could be open to anyone who feels like they need some of this transformational work, right? And again, going back to that thought process about public health, you know, awareness, mental health, mental clarity, um, it does really do a lot for not just our mental health, but our physical health, right? Because of that mind-body connection. So can you talk a little bit about what some of the services are that you provide? So if like somebody wanted to hire you, like yeah. what would be like your menu of things that you would are be you able ready to for provide? The menu? <laughs> uh, oh, so I am a total nerd and I'm so passionate about what I do. So it kind of, Um, I've actually expanded my services a lot this year. Um, So I just released uh, something called the Ascension Collection, which is a compilation of my meditations, activations, hypnoses to help you along this transformation journey. So I have that. I also have an Elevate membership where it's a group, kind of like a mastermind where I post um, trainings, meditations, workbooks to really help you dive into your subconscious beliefs that are holding you back so that you can elevate your reality and get to whatever that outcome is for you. If you want better health, um, more optimal relationships, more abundance, it's really, um, it's such a powerful container for, for women. And there's a bunch of pharmacists in there too. So that's a monthly membership that I have, um, I have a monetize your magic e-course where I teach you how to build your signature offer. And I also have, you know, retreats and uh, books. There's like a million things. So I would just say, go check out my website too. Like I, you know, I could go into so many different avenues, but really the the women that I love working with are the people that are truly ready for transformation. They're ready to step outside of their comfort zone to become who they always who who they've always been. So releasing a lot of these blocks, a lot of these barriers that are keeping them in lower frequencies of shame, guilt, fear, um, anger, resentment. A, a lot of the women that I work with have things that are anchoring them to the past and that are preventing them from fully moving forward in a powerful way and showing up as their authentic self and without all of the defenses and truly living from service. So if that's pinging for you, I highly recommend, you know, reaching out to me. I'm, I'm here, I'm an open book. Um, and, and also going to my website, pharmacistcoach.com. I also have YouTube videos. Um, like I said, I, I love just creating. So there's a bunch of different ways to get free and paid content. Um, so that's primarily the way this, the ways that I, uh, serve the world. And I mean, I know we didn't spend a lot of time on like kind of how you came to be the pharmacist coach, Yeah. but like, do you want to maybe just talk a little bit about like your journey? Cause I mean, I'm sure that there's probably people out there that are like, wow, you know, Christina has everything all together. And like, she probably knew forever that this is what she wanted to do. And then she just woke up and did it. Right. Oh, like I feel like yeah. a lot of people don't realize that like when you, it looks like you're an overnight success, it's like, it's an overnight success that t- took 15 years. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, so exactly. understanding yeah, I mean, that it's a lot of trial and error. Absolutely. So I, you know, grew up in a very, like, I'll just kind of fast track the story, but like, I grew up in a very abusive environment with, um, a narcissistic father and a lot of just chaos in my childhood. I was a high, I am a highly sensitive person. And I, I was always told you're too sensitive. Um, 
you know, don't cry in public. Whenever I went to speak up, I was shut down. So I got that conditioning of never having a voice, never speaking my true needs. And I just, the way that I got love as a child was through achievement. So if I could get straight A's and be at the top of my class and be the kick line captain and do all of the things, then I would be worthy and I would be loved. So that was obviously that realization came way later in my life, but the programming that I received, I believed that I was unlovable, that I wasn't worthy. All of these were subconscious beliefs that were running my life. And when I went to college, I, well, I developed a, few, a couple different eating disorders, anorexia and night eating syndrome, um, where I would get up in the middle of the night and binge on all this unhealthy food. And then during the day deprive myself. So it was kind of like this binge denial cycle that lasted for seven years. And it wasn't until I truly went through this transformation work and started to really, you know, it was kind of like a 12 step program in a way, like surrender my life to, to God and go through that healing and connect more with myself. Cause I was so disconnected from myself. And I was so in all of these programs of, you know, being in the masculine and needing to go and, and, you know, strive and, and prove myself that I was not connected to who I really was. And so I went through pharmacy school. I, you know, my dad, my sister, my uncle, my aunt, all pharmacists. And so like, of course I love to serve people and it showed up in that way um, initially. But then as I was going through pharmacy school, I realized, okay, I want to do something different. And that was really where I feel like God first spoke to me because I wasn't really religious or spiritual or anything before that. But I remember feeling this, this ping inside of my heart that said, you know, you're meant for more. And so I was working for my dad, he owned a pharmacy and I decided to go pursue a residency and they, my, my family was livid because I was that suppressed little girl still that never spoke my truth. I did what I was told. I stayed in the box. And so I had to just keep going. I, I honestly don't know how I did it because I was living at home at the time and my dad couldn't even look me in the face and my whole family hated me pretty much. So they thought I was betraying them by going and pursuing this residency that I didn't want to work for my dad, that I'm ungrateful, da, 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 da. So then I had never had another job. I had to go pursue, you know, residency. I, I applied at, you know, mid-year and, and did everything I had to do. I didn't get any of my choices. So I was like, oh my God, what am I, what's going to happen now? So I went through the scramble and I wound up getting a community pharmacy residency in, in Brooklyn. And that same day that I got the residency, I got kicked out of my house. So I remember staying at my friend's house the night before, because we had like a test and we were studying. So I woke up the next day and my mom said, you better come get your stuff because I'm throwing it out on the lawn. And so I wasn't allowed back into my house. There was clothes everywhere on the lawn there was all of my belongings. And at the time I was taking Xanax because I was so anxious having to live in that house in that chaos again. And so I, I remember looking and trying to find that bottle that the Xanax bottle and I found it and there was like one pill left. And I was like, Oh my gosh, because it was just, it was insane. 
So I, I remember just feeling not only because of the Xanax, but I remember feeling this wash of just calm. And I think that was God saying like, Hey, you're protected. It's okay. So I had to get all my stuff in leaf bags and I put it into my little car, my Mazda three. And that was my rock bottom because I had to live out of my, my car for two weeks. I was starting, um, I was ending pharmacy school and starting that residency. I had, I got fired from my dad's pharmacy, obviously, you know, I had no job. And so I know that that had to happen because my life before that was not workable. Being a people pleaser, doing what I was told, I would never be happy there. And so it's my mission to help other women to be liberated from that prison because it was truly a prison of my, my, my own accord. Because after a, cer a certain point in your life, you actively choose your reality every day. So I decided, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. And so even though it was so uncomfortable, I left and it's been a nine year journey. Like you said, I'm not an overnight six. I don't even see myself as an overnight success whatsoever. I'm just like, here I am, um, raw and real. But I, I know that that was meant for me to go through to ignite me into my spiritual awakening and to create this business that I've created to help other women to be liberated from their own stuff. Cause we all have trauma. We all have limiting beliefs that hold us back. And so it's been a journey and I've gone through so many different trainings. Like I've told you before, I've invested, um, multiple six figures in myself, $260,000. Like I, you know, I've, I've figured it out at some point. I think that's what it is, but you know, I've done the work to be the embodiment for other women that are in abusive relationships or feeling stuck and frustrated in their pharmacist career. And they don't know where to turn. Like I had no support. My family uh, kind of abandoned me. I didn't have, like, I started going to therapy, but I, I was left alone and I had no one but myself and God. And that's really where I think I was led to surrender my life to be like, all right, if I can get through this, I'm going to dedicate my life to serving humanity in this way. And so this is the the story that I come from and the energy that I come from to really help uplift other people. Cause I, I know what that's like to be at your rock bottom. So that's really, you know, my story in a nutshell. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your candor. Thank you so much for, you know, being real and being raw. Um, I think it takes a lot to talk about those things, right? Because we, we all want to be viewed in a positive light and it takes a lot to talk about our challenges as well as our successes. Oh, and, and, and see, for me, I'm like, it's easy. I'm like, I've been... <laughs> Yeah. But I don't think that that's something that's easy for most people though. Right. Yeah. Like I, I do feel that, uh, you know, most of us want to please others and therefore only want to talk about the good stuff and right. not the bad stuff. Right. Yeah. And again, I think that goes back to like decreasing stigma around, you know, things like mental health challenges, uh, things around abuse, Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot with, you know, young girls. I'm, I'm on the board of a nonprofit here in town that helps uh, women and girls that have been victims of sex trafficking. And, you know, we're trying to start off with them as teens because it's that lack of self-esteem, lack of self-awareness, 
knowing their body, knowing their agency, that really puts them at risk for being susceptible to somebody coming in and wanting to traffic them. Right. Right. Because if you if you have self-awareness and self-esteem, there's no way that somebody coming in saying, I'm going to promise you clothes and shoes and purses and, you know, this better life and trips and, you know, enticing you with all these things that that can't work because you already know yourself, you know, yourself, you know, that you're capable, you know, that you are strong, you know, that you're able and you know that you're enough. And it's when we don't have those, you know, self-awarenesses and feelings that we search for at other places, right? It's like, you're trying to fill that void. You're trying to fill that hole that really you, you already are, you, you're already enough, but you just haven't given yourself permission to understand that. Right. And then working on that takes time. Right. Yeah. And that's truly the root of uh, most addictions is that feeling of emptiness. And, you know, there's been a lot of studies that show that we are really seeking a spiritual connection. And whenever we're feeling empty inside, we're disconnected from, from God, from source. And so that's truly what helped me. And I, and has helped a lot of my clients as well, you know, who, who struggle with a lot of those, it's a, you know, vicious cycle. That's, Uh, a lot of what I I see in, in my clients and it's this, this punisher shame cycle that I talk about a lot, but yeah, I mean, when you're plugged in, there's there, I see it as like a tree trunk. It's like, you're so solid in who you are that nothing that happens outside is going to shake who you are at the core. So that's the goal of anchoring in, of doing this work of connecting back into your body instead of being dissociated and out there, like pleasing other people because that is a childhood wounding projection. So there's, there's so much, I could talk about this like all day because I I've studied it for the last 10 years and um, I, I just love it. So I'm so grateful to be able to, to speak about it here with you. Yeah. I'm when you were saying that right now, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was this country song um, called good bones. Right. I don't know if you've heard it, but um it's like the house is still sound when the bones are good, right? Yeah. So even you, we all need that good foundation. Right. And I think that starts with the self-awareness and, and really working inside before we can give our gifts to others. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. My husband loves country music. So yeah, it's, <laughs> she's kind of, yeah, it's a great song. Um, okay. the, the words are very, um, they're very poignant. So, all right. Well, I can't believe our time together has gone so fast. Um, you know, I, I could talk to you forever too. I think <laughs> that, you know, the power of the Christina's right. Yep. <laughs> exactly from the first time we met like over a year ago which also other thing too that I will say is like the power of connection right and if you can see it then you can be it so I think a lot of times people don't know where to start um you know I I say you know start with connecting connecting with people that are doing something that you want to do or somebody that you admire um you know follow them on social media connect with them. Oftentimes, you know, if you, you may not know them or have any other connection with them, but if you reach out to them, um, I think 
you know, most of the time they will get back to you. I can only think of maybe a handful of times where I've reached out to somebody and really wanted to get to know them because they were doing something that I wanted to do that they did not respond. And so, you know, taking that chance, taking that leap, uh, I think, you know, it can really pay off and, um, you know, and always invest in yourself. And, and when you do that, uh, I think that it makes, it makes everything easier, right? Even when you're a mom, even when you're a wife, even when you have all of these other priorities, you know, you can't do anything for someone else if you can't take care of yourself. So with that, um, I will just say, uh, if you can let people know where to find you, um, you mentioned your, your website earlier, but if you can just tell people where to find you, um, and I can add any additional links to the show notes. Uh, I I hope people look you up, um, because you are a force to be reckoned with. Oh, thank you. Um, so you can go to my website, pharmacistcoach.com. I'm on YouTube under Christina Fontana. And then just connect with me um, on Instagram, the pharmacist coach. I, I'd love to chat and connect just like Christina was saying. And yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for being on today. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, I hope if you're listening for the first time that you will like our episode and subscribe to my podcast, as well as there are many others that are extremely educational and, you know, bring value in the pharmacy podcast network. So thank you again and stay tuned for another episode. Time is our most precious asset. And we thank you for spending your time with us and Dr. Madison, the public health pharmacist. Learn more at thepublichealthpharmacist.com.